Hey friends, I'm Becky Davidson, host of the Rising Above Ministries podcast, where we share stories of hope, inspiration, and encouragement from special needs families from around the world. Did you know that over on the Rising Above Ministries website, we have so many different resources available for you to help encourage you and equip you on your journey as a special needs parent. You can find previous retreat experiences where we have recorded our different By the Brook events, our different marriage conferences, and you can go back and download those and watch those at your convenience. We also have multiple small group curriculum resources that are available for you for moms and for dads. And you can download these studies. You can do them with a small group of friends, do them with a group from church, or you can even do them on your own. If you haven't taken the time to go to the website and check those out, I really encourage you to take the time to do that because you will find so many things that will be right there for you to help you on this journey of raising your child with special needs. We want to be there alongside you on this journey to help encourage you and equip you. So be sure to go check that out. My guest today on the podcast is Erica Rogers. And Erica has spent the past 25 years following her passion of adding value to people's lives. She is an adoption and special needs advocate, a business owner, and a mom of many 10 to be exact. And in the podcast this week, she's going to share part of her story of adoption. And you are going to be so encouraged by what she has to share with us. So here is my interview that I had with Erica Rogers. Hey, Erica, thank you so much for joining me today for the Rising Above podcast. I'm so excited for you to be here and for us to hear your story. So thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I met you because you came to one of our Zoom community groups that um, meets on Wednesdays. And so back before summer, you were joining us uh, in that group. So that's how I met you. And um, I just got to know you through there and to know a little bit about your story. And I thought we need to share your story on the podcast. So I thank you that you're willing to do that and to share part of your story with us. So tell us about your family, where you live and what your life looks like with all of your kids, because you've got lots of kids. So tell us about your family. I do have lots of kids. Life is kind of crazy and chaos most days. Um, I am a single mom, uh, 10 kids, eight who still live at home. Wait, 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 wait. Single mom, 10 kids. Okay. <laughs> my, my respect level just like shot through the roof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So eight of them still live at home. Four of them have Down syndrome. And um, then we have some other varying um, alphabet soup needs in um, our home also. So four, 10 total, eight still at home and four with Down syndrome. And yes. so I know from your story that you chose adoption and you chose these beautiful children who are part of your family. And so tell us a little bit about that journey and what that looked like. I, I got to hear about this in our community group and was blown away. So I know our listeners are going to love to hear your adoption story. Yeah. So um, I had been a foster parent since 
I was 19 years old. Um, My music minister ran a group home for teen boys and he just had such a heart and it was contagious and I caught the bug and started working there with him. And um, from just a young age, I knew God had put it on my heart that I was going to be a parent to a child who had Down syndrome. I just thought that he was preparing me to give birth to a child who had Down syndrome. Um, So after I got married and we got pregnant, I um, started preparing my um, husband at the time and let him know, look, God has told me I'm going to have a child with Down syndrome. So if this baby, you know, has it. And he was like, what is wrong with you? You don't ask for disability. And I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm not asking for it. I'm just preparing all of us because God's prepared me. So I'm just preparing us. And then Maddie came and she was typical. And um, then I got pregnant a second time and I was like, okay, so maybe this is it. And um, by then he was worn down. He was like, okay, you know, if, if it happens, it happens, but you know, we'll, we'll just go from there. And then Matthew came and he was typical also. And then we had some fertility issues and I was like, well, maybe because we're doing fertility treatments, this is how it's going to work. And, um, I wasn't able to get pregnant after that again. And I thought, well, that's fine. I can still, you know, just go and get some. (laughs) Um, and so we had actually become foster parents. And at the time, um, we had three little ones that we were foster parents to, and that led to adoption, um, pretty quickly. And so I had five kids under six years old and thought, okay, God, um, I think this is enough. Uh, this is a little crazy. Um, so maybe I got this wrong that I was going to have a kiddo with Down syndrome and a couple of years go on and my heart is still burdened and I thought well fine I will just go get me one (laughs) and I will tell everybody that I am not a patient person and um, so looked around at different um, you know adoption agencies and ministries here in the U.S. and to find out out, you know, the abortion rate is super high for kiddos who are diagnosed with any disability. And those who are blessed enough to make it here have parents who are either they've decided I'm going to do this, I can deal with this, or they make an adoption plan. The wait list is huge and super long for those who want to adopt kids with Down syndrome. And I thought, I'm, I'm not patient enough to wait around for that this. So where is the fastest program? And I found a ministry called Reese's Rainbow started by an amazing woman named Andrea who had given birth to a boy named Reese who had Down syndrome. And she saw what life was like for those with special needs in other countries and how, you know, these kiddos are just from the hospital, from birth, put straight into orphanages because a disability is seen as a curse on the family. Mm-hmm. And um, so I started looking through, you know, the website and learning more. And I was like, done. What, what is, <laughs> where can I go? What can I do? And we found the program in Ukraine. And they sent me pictures of these two precious little ones. And um, instantly I was like, yes, I will do this. And the lady said, 
said, well, should you ask your husband? I was like, well, he's at work, but I guess I'll talk to him when he gets home. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably a good plan to talk to your husband about, about adopting. Yes. You know, he already knew what was up, so just roll with it. Right. Um, and so when he got home, I showed him the, the profile pictures that they sent us and um, I pulled up up our little guy first and he was like oh okay you know he's cute and then I pulled up the picture of our little girl and he went and walked out of the room and I was like whoa whoa wait a minute you come back here because I want to know what that was and he came back and he said that's our daughter we need to go get her and I said well okay what about the boy and he was like well let's get the boy too. And so that's what we did. Um, and for me, um, I always thought, you know, if somebody were to kidnap one of my children and said, I need a stack of money and a stack of paperwork, how fast would I get that done? Well, that Mm -hmm. was the same thing. My kids were in another country waiting for me. And all I had to do was come up with a a stack of money and a stack of paperwork. And Mm -hmm. so I flew through that as fast as I could. Um, And we were able to get over there and um, meet our little Claire and Malachi. They were both two at the time and bring them home. And so that was seven kids at home at the time. (laughs) And within four months, a call went out for a 15-year-old girl in an orphanage in Ukraine that needed a family. And um, I thought, well, okay, it's completely out of birth order. It's completely crazy. But God is saying yes. And I'm not one to go over there and just rescue one kiddo. I need my arms full. So I was like, well, is there a second one at the orphanage that, that we can adopt at the same time? And we found Caleb. And so within four months of coming home with our two, we were starting oh process again to go back to Ukraine. And it really, I thought my heart broke at the orphanage, the baby house for our two little ones. When I walked into the older children's mm-hmm. orphanage, it, it broke me. Um, our son Caleb was nine and a half years old. He weighed 26 pounds. The 24 month clothes that I brought for him fell off of his little emaciated body. He, He had been left in a crib his entire life. He had one bottle a day, one diaper change a day, and was completely overwhelmed with any kind of stimulation. Just touching him was overwhelming to him because he had never had any kind of gentle touch his whole life. And I really, I was scared. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought, okay, can we meet his needs? Is this going to break my family if I bring this boy home who has such great needs? And for three days, I was sick to my stomach thinking, can we do this? Are we going to be able to do this? What are we doing? And I called home to to talk to the kids and my son, who was seven at the time, was so excited 
and he wanted to talk to his new brother. And I was like, mm. buddy, Caleb doesn't have words. He, he doesn't talk. He just growls. Um, and he said, well, that's okay. I still want to talk to him. So I put him on speakerphone and I hear my little boy go, rawr, rawr. And I said, Matthew, what are you doing? And I said, well, mom, if Caleb only knows how to growl, then that's how I'm going to talk to him. Wow. Wow. The faith of a child. He knew. He knew. Yeah. When I was so confused and broken, he knew. That's, that's my brother. And, and if that's what we need to do, then that's what we need to do. Yeah. And wow. my, my mama bear came out. <laughs> and I was like, nope, we're getting these kiddos home. And we did. Mm -hmm. So in one year's time, we brought home four kids who had Down syndrome from Ukraine. And wow. uh, life has been insane ever since. <laughs> lots, lots going on in your world. And, and so, you know, I'm thinking about all your kids, your life, you're a single mom. Now, how do you, how do you manage that? How do you I mean, like, I'm, I'm looking at my life as a single mom, one child, and I'm, you know, it's crazy enough, just me trying to manage my life. So how in the world do you organize and manage the, the chaos that, that life can be? <laughs> right. I think I've, I've just embraced the chaos that, that it is what it is. And you know what? It's actually so much easier now that everybody are teenagers and preteens, which is crazy because, you know, the, the puberty hormones are dripping off of the walls right now. We've got all yeah. these teenagers and it's, right. insane. but it actually, we work as a team. Um, I've been a single mom for four years now and had no idea how we were going to do it, but knew that we were. Mm -hmm. um, and we just, we work as a team and we get through every day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know that you recently just moved <laughs> and moved, not, not just to another house across town or not, you know, just across the state, you moved to a totally different part of the country started a new job, you moved with all of your kids, starting a new life, finding a new place to live. What was that experience like? Because just the thought of, um, you know, going from state to state with all of the needs that our kids have, you know, we have things set up in a certain state, you move to a new state, you've got to get things totally, it's totally different system. How in the world did you manage that? What was that like for you all? Right. So we moved from Michigan to Virginia um, and it took three vehicles, a giant U-Haul, two vehicles, my mom coming from Texas to help get me down, my 19-year-old daughter driving a vehicle, um, took a couple of days to get us all the way down here, but it was absolutely a God thing every step of the way. Um, I knew it was time to leave Michigan. There weren't many services. I know, you know, any special needs parent will understand you need services. You need all of those PTOT. You need the children's hospitals. You need the good doctors. You need waivers. You need all of that. And as a single mom, I was like, I really, I need all of that support. Mm -hmm. And Michigan didn't have it. 
And um, so we had lived in Virginia before, so I knew that there were waiver programs down here that we would be able to get on to be able to get some additional help in the home. Um, and so I didn't even put my house on the market. God brought somebody to buy my house. Mm. And yet the entire time here, we kept trying to find a place in Virginia. You know, when you're looking from another state and you're not even in the state you're moving to trying right. to find a house is challenging. Um, mm. I had put offers on four different houses and who knew that, you know, during COVID that the housing market was yeah. hot. Crazy. And yeah. We were being beat out by other offers. Homes were getting multiple offers, everything. And it literally, we were to move on May 8th. I had the U-Haul yeah. scheduled. My mom had her flights booked on Friday um, to, to come up and help on that Wednesday. So three days before we were to move on that Wednesday, we still didn't have a home to go to. Um, I, I remember you were in our community group come into our meetings and you were sharing that and we were like oh my goodness she's getting ready to move and doesn't have anywhere to go right and I just I kept praying and saying God I know you're not gonna let my family be homeless I know you're not gonna let us down you are a way maker and I'm gonna keep trusting you even if I don't see where or how or what's going on so I woke up that Wednesday morning um, and wake up is really a, a loose term because I was yeah. sleeping yeah. at the yeah. time. I hear you. I was praying all night long, yeah. Lord, you're yeah. not going to let us be homeless. Yeah. But got up Wednesday morning and my realtor had sent um, a, uh, a listing and I was like, well, sure, let's try it. You know, they the sellers have to know oh, we need pre-occupancy. We're going to be there in three days. You know, if they're agreeable, okay. By Wednesday night, we had a ratified contract and they were bending over backwards to help us get into to their home wow. that weekend. And this was a place, a county I never thought to look at. This was not where I thought my family should be. This beautiful little town was nothing that I even looked at. And I thought, okay, we're 30 minutes away from Charlottesville. That'll be okay. There's a great hospital there. Not a big deal, but still, it's a little town. How am I going to find community, which mm -hmm. is something we need as special needs parents, we need that community. And within the second week, we found an amazing church home. We had people surrounding us, you know, offering, what can we do to help? How can we, you know, help you settle in? Um, I was able to get the waiver services started within three weeks of moving here we had things moving on that and God has just showed up and showed off from day one of you know before moving here he was showing up yeah. um but this is exactly where God wants us to be and mm -hmm. it has been amazing to see it yeah, to see it all come together. And, you know, I love just in our conversation so far, you've been sharing just different ways God showed up in your move and in other areas in your story. How else have you seen God show up in your journey as a special needs mom that just kind of gives you that? I know for me, when I 
look back and I go, okay, God, you brought me through that. I know you'll bring me through what I'm facing now. Mm-hmm. Are there other times in your life on this journey that you're like, okay, God, you, like you said, showing off big time that just helps, gives us the grace and the, the, that boost to keep going. Right. Right. Well, you know, for me, I didn't give birth to children who had a disability. I chose disability and, um, I've had, unfortunately, multiple different times where people are like, well, you know, you can't have a hard day because you chose to adopt these kids who have special needs. And so, you know, you can't complain or, you know, whatever. And I just think, but I'm human. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, yeah, exactly. Uh But really what has helped me is to remember the book of James is my favorite. Um, I mean, my life verse, even before I adopted kids, God put James one twenty seven on my heart. That is um, religion that is pure and undefiled before God. The father is this to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. So mm. from a young age, I knew orphans and widows go, go after that, go after that. That is the heart of God. And so when I look at my house full of former orphans who are now adopted into a family, it, it really, it symbolizes and brings to mind my own adoption into the family of God and the sacrifice that was paid, the time that was put in to bring me into the family. Um, it, it helps me be able to, to see and appreciate and understand God's heart to bring in the lost because um, he had me do that. But during those hard days, during the, those trials, when I'm like, okay, Lord, I, I don't know what we're doing here because this is real tough. I do remember yeah. James 1, 2, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. In other versions, it says endurance. It, you know, all of these, these things. Trials are not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. They draw us closer to the heart of God. And as special need families, we have this amazing privilege of going through these trials with our children that keep us reliant on the father because if everything was easy peasy and life was just easy why would we need him yeah but but we do on a daily basis and we have to cling to god through these different trials but that we can't count it all joy yeah yeah and i think that i couldn't agree more and james is a favorite of mine as well and just having those scriptures that like when we're having those hard days that we can recall those and recall to mind those. And it's like, no, this is the path you have set before me. You know, this is, we're, we're going to stay on your path of truth and remember your word on those days when we are exhausted and weary and, you know, want to, to throw in the towel. It's like, no, God's going to give us the grace and the strength that we need to walk this journey out. And, you know, all of us could look at our lives and, and go, okay, these are, as special needs parents go, okay, there are things that I would have, that I've learned from this journey that there's no way I would have learned. Otherwise there's things that I've learned being John Alex's mom 
goodness gracious, that thank you, Lord, you gave me this boy, this young man to, to be my son, because I have, like you said, you have to be relying on God or you can't make it. So what are some of the things that your kids have taught you that there's no way you would have learned? Were they not part of your life that have, that have been just such a blessing to you? Right. Um, I think any child um, will, will teach you, but especially those with special needs. Um, boy, I can be difficult. I, I know I can be challenging. <laughs> I have my own special needs and I look to God and think, whoa, what you put up with, with me, I got nothing when I look at the things that I go through with my kids. You know, they, yeah. they teach me to have grace and to have patience because mm -hmm. God has so much grace and so much patience with me and my fussing and my rebellious ways and all, all those things. Yeah. And, and, and it's amazing that our kids, I think so often they go through so much and yet they are so joyful most all the time. And I, and I often look at my son and go, man, I wish that I could be so joyful and so happy, you, you know, you waking up, waking up that way when, you know, I wake up grumpy and, oh, here we go again. And yet they're just most all the time, mm -hmm. um, full of joy. And it's such a, that's such a gift that our kids give us. And when you look at your kiddos with special needs, what are some of the, you know, we all have dreams and hopes for our kids. What are some for your kids? Um, with special needs, what are some of the hopes and dreams that you have for them as, as they're getting now? I assume you're older two are how old now? Uh, they're my birth kiddos are 19 and 16. Okay. And then the, the children that you adopted yeah. from you in the Ukraine, how old are they now? So the oldest Jessa is 24 and then the youngest is 11. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So what are the, what are some of the hopes and dreams you have for them? You, you had said something about, you know, John Alex being a gift and this, this joy that, you know, they bring to us. Um, and I think so often in our society, people don't look at our kids like that. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they, they have a question on, you know, how could, how could disability be a blessing? And, um, I really started digging into that. And, you know, back during Jesus's time, there were those same questions from people. Um, mm -hmm. When you read John 9, 1, this is when Jesus was around and he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus answered, it was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. Yeah. That if, if people just took the time to come, don't, don't stare, don't, you know, whisper, come ask me questions. I will tell you all about my kids. Come and see them, actually see who they are and you will be blessed when you walk away from that encounter yeah. because God created them exactly how he wanted them and they reflect and show how good God is. Yeah. 
No, I, I totally agree. They should see the goodness of God through our kids and what a gift that is. Now you talked about moving to your new town where you're living and about how God sent you an amazing church and a church family to be a part of. I, you know, I know for so many of our families, finding community, finding people to be in community with is a challenge, especially in light of what's going on in the world right now. So many of our families are still home and, you know, it's not out and about much. So for you on this journey, how important has community been for you? And then how have you gone about making that happen in your life as a single mom with 10 kids? How, how do you make that work in your world? And how important has that been to you on this journey? Right. That was one of the reasons why I sought out um, the Wednesday community group through Rising Above um, was because I needed that connection with other people who understood yeah. the journey that I was going on. Um, being a special needs parent can be very lonely and church can be really hard for special needs mm -hmm. families. Um, it shouldn't be, but unfortunately, the reality is that it, it can be, and how important it is for the church to reach out to these families, because so often we've been hurt, um, and, and the thought of, you know, oh, I don't want to go try another church and have to right. figure out how, you know, what do we do with our kids during service? How does this all work out? It's easier just to stay home. And yet we need that community. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so really, I think it's going to take, you know, both sides, us as parents having to push and push and advocate, which we do all day for our kids, um, to say, I need this community. But it's also going to take the church to look out in their neighborhood and say, where, where are these families? Because if they're not mm -hmm. coming, they're still here and we need right. to reach out and love on them because we all need community. God created us to be in community mm -hmm. with each other. And if you need to find it through a community group on, on zoom with rising above, if you need to push into a church, if you need to, you know, whatever, find community because we need it. Yeah. We do need it. And, and I think for, for me, community um, is one of those things that, that when you're feeling, you know, the enemy wants to isolate us. He wants us to feel alone, that no one sees us. And then we go into this place of discouragement and struggling uh, on the journey because we're not meant to do this alone. And so what are some other ways outside of community that you keep you do to keep from be being discouraged on this journey, because there's a lot, you know, when we look at what's going on in the world right now, when we look at the future of our children. There's so many things that could cause us to jump headfirst into the pit, but what are some things that you do in addition to finding community that help keep you in that place of not being discouraged? Um, with technology nowadays it really it can be a blessing and a curse you know sometimes if all you're doing is right. scrolling on Facebook and you see the highlight reels of everybody else's life and then you're like my life doesn't look like that right I haven't been on right. vacation in forever you know forever. Beach, what, what right. are you talking about Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know what? It can also be a huge blessing in that you can find community, others that may not live in 
your same town, but could be across the country that understand your walk, understand the journey that you're on and can help lift you up. Um, there are online Bible studies. Um, there are, you know, resources out there um, to be able to still be filled up um, be encouraged and have that community, even if it's not just right there in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And that that's what I've had really had yeah. to do, especially with you know moving and lots of kids and and all of that. I intentionally find community because I know I yeah. need it because it's so important. Now you and I are both single moms, and you know it's and actually we've been single moms about the same amount of time for uh, four years for me, four years for you. Um, what would you say to another single mom who's listening, who's struggling right now and who is wondering, you know, how am I going to do this? How am I going to, how am I going to make this life possible? How am I going to continue on? What would you say to that single mom who may be listening right now to give them a little bit of hope and encouragement? Right. Oh, be strong and courageous. You can do this but you can't do it alone. So don't isolate yourself. Find someone, a group, a church, and a Zoom, an online Bible study, something to be in community because we do need it. If we try to isolate Mm -hmm. ourselves, all we're doing is making life harder. And most importantly, pray. God is there in the middle of the night when our mind is trying to spin off worrying on how am I going to pay the bills? How am I going to get to the next doctor's appointment? How, you know, all of those things that we worry about the God, this is too heavy for me to carry. I need you to take some of it. And he always does. Yeah. And we can have that peace that passes all understanding, like the Bible tells us about. It's it's really true. It happens time and time again. Yes. Um, if but you know, all, and all we have to do is ask. So, Erica, I want to thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for sharing your story with us, and um, I'm grateful for you and just the example that you are of how you know you can live this this life with a large family and by relying on God, because he'll give you the strength that you need and the wisdom you need to figure out, help you know where to go to for resources, where you need to move, what you need to do. And so thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Thank you so much for allowing me to. Thank you for listening to the Rising Above Ministries podcast. If you like what you hear, please take a minute to leave us a rating and review. This helps others like you find our content more easily. You can learn more about how Rising Above Ministries is encouraging the special needs community by checking out our website at risingaboveministries.org or by finding us on Facebook and Instagram. We look forward to connecting with you.